You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. And once again, as per usual, I am joined by Mr. Ben Goddard. How are you, Ben? You good? Good morning. Yeah, frantic morning this morning. It always is when Hereford played on a, a Tuesday night. It's always a, a bit of a chaotic Wednesday morning. Wednesday, it is Wednesday. <laughs> it was a late one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, all good. All good. After last night, two wins on the bounce. Can't be can't be bad. Mate, as the famous saying goes, everything is coming at Millhouse for the moment. Um, it's all It's all looking... It's looking nice that and rosy. Saying. Do you not know everything's coming up Millhouse? No, it must be one for the kids, maybe. Oh, mate. Although Simpsons has been around for years, so maybe maybe it's just one that's flown over I'm my head. Sure it's, I'm maybe, pretty sure it's from an episode of The Simpsons, but... I've, maybe it didn't reach West Midlands or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but it is, and it just means, uh, for those who don't know, that it's all looking nice and rosy for the moment. Um Two wins out of two. We were a bit dim and gloom last week, Ben. Um, but we're not now. And it started off, mate, with four goals away away at Farsley Celtic. Um, I mean, a nice little trip away for you, mate. We weren't too good down last week. We'd just beat Kidderminster. Oh, good we point. Too, we weren't too down last we week. Were down, <laughs> we were a little bit down. We had a little bit of bad vibes. But no, we I was quite good. happy last week being Kitty. <laughs> can't, can't be bad with that. You might have been down. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, Farsley were terrible. <laughs> the worst team in the league. They are poor, poor Farsley. They used to be decent, but they've obviously they lost their manager and they've lost a lot of players. And the feeling around there is down there is just toxic. I mean, as soon as we got as soon as we got there, the the press woman at Farsley said, "Oh, you're going to win four or five nil today." It's like, oh, that's a great bit of getting behind your team, bit of optimism, and <laughs> yeah, she's and then she said, "Oh, six teams have played on this pitch in the last week." It's like <laughs> apparently the, the the first team trained on it, the women play and play and train on it, and some under eighteen sides play and train on it as well. Six teams have played on that pitch. And it was, a, you'll hear, you'd hear Josh Gowland's interview after. And actually, the pitch saved Hereford because uh, Josh Gowland described as a mole coming out and heading the ball away just <laughs> as they're about to pull, a, I think they're about to equalize before half time. A, a complete Hereford just stood still and their strikers strolled in at the back post. He just had to tap it home. And somehow this mole's got in the way and headed the ball in an awkward angle. And it's gone straight past the striker and out wide. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a terrible bobble, to be fair, to the, the Farsley forward. It, it did take a bobble and um, he completely missed it. And Hereford was side relief and then made changes at half-time. Brought on, um, I think Hereford dominated the first half, uh, deservedly in front. Um, and Dinesh Janela got a, a, a bit of a sloppy yellow card and he got involved in a bit of afters and you could just see young lads and they were targeting him. They were they were putting dirty tackles in on him and it was only a matter of time before he got sent off. And um, so Josh Garland saw that coming, did the right thing, took him off, put Jared Hodgkiss on and, um, and that kind of 
it stemmed that that halftime break. Farsley, good, the best the Farsley played in the whole game was five minutes before the break, and uh, and they did look good um, for that five minutes. They looked like they were going to pull a goal back and get back into the game. However, we've stood that, made a change at halftime, and that was that was end of end of story really. Um, However, dominated the second half. Uh, full full credit were deserved their four goal win in the end, despite leaving it a little bit late. Um, but yeah, Farsley were were, were bad. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think they'll go down because I think Telford will get out of the trouble because Telford are a half decent team. Um, and yeah, it'll be down to Farsley and and Bradford. I think won last night at York, so they're picking up points as well. So yeah, I I can't see a way out of it for Farsley unless they make a lot of changes quickly and they're. Their ground and the whole setup there is is Southern League. You know, if that it's it's a small ground, it's they don't get don't get big attendances there. And yeah, I think I think they'll struggle. They'll really struggle to get out of this season. Um, they've done well since they came up into this league, and I think it's probably just a step too far. They've probably got too many too many inf- too much infighting and um, players leaving at key times, managers leaving at key times, and. Unfortunately, I think that'll be them this season. But Hereford can only beat, Josh Gannon said, can only beat what's in front of them. And if that's a poor Farsley team and they win 4-0, then then they take that and move on to the Gloucester game, which, yeah, um, fantastic. We're not let you uh, describe what happened last night. Well, yeah, but, but, but we'll slow down a little bit, mate. We'll slow down because we're not going to get too ahead of ourselves because one of the goal scorers on the Farsley game was uh, new signing Mo Toure. Um, now I've I've heard some good positive energies coming out of, of your articles and and everything from from his signing. I mean, what how for those who haven't seen him play, how can you describe him? He's pacey. Um, he's a bigger version of Janai Gordon, I would say. Um, and he, yeah, Janai Janai has done well the last two games, and he's going to be some fight for that number nine shirt, I think. Um, Torre can also play 10 and can also play out wide on the wings as well. Um, so he can play across the forward line, across the forward four, Josh now calls it, I think. Um, so, yeah, um, so a really good addition to the squad. Um, whether he, whether it's, and it's per Janai up as well. Janai is now finding the net as well. So, um, Mo Torre, he's, he's quick, he looks sharp, he looks, he looks like a striker. He looks like a striker who, who every time it plays into his feet, he looks like he's going to do something. He didn't do enough last night, though. Um, that's one thing that came into my mind was that he looks everywhere he's gone. He scored on his debut, and I do worry that he might be like a flash in the pan, and um, might start really well and be excellent in the next best thing since life bread, and then we might might struggle after that. Um, I hope I hope I'm not I hope I'm wrong, and I hope he comes through and and Hereford get the rest of the season. He's out he's at Hereford for the rest of the season. But what I think he does provide more than more than being out and out twenty goals a season striker is options. Now Hereford have got options now. If if McLean's getting bossed out of a game because there's there's a big fullback, they can throw on Story. If Story's not working because they need a bit more pace, they can throw on McLean. They, they can just swap and change with that front four. Gordon can be replaced by Torre. And Gordon can also be replaced by Story if they want to play Story up top on his own. 
there there is options and and also if you get a knock to one of them four they're interchangeable so McLean Kuyar plays on the right um McLean Kuyar Story Gordon and Torre so you got five and there's probably one more as well that I'm missing I'm sure someone will shout anyway <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah, I think there's there's six of the that can play across the front four. So there's two on the bench last night, and also you've got Harry Pinchard to come back into that as well. So you've potentially got seven vying for four spots in that front forward line. It's a bit of it's a fluid forward line. So fantastic position to be in. Hereford finding their feet at the right time. People are worried about Hereford. Are worried about playing Hereford now, and that's. A position Hereford have not been in since I feel since they've been in the National North. Um, I, I can't. I was saying to someone this morning. I don't remember the last time you go into an away game thinking Hereford could win this or Hereford could get a point at Chorley. I could at least get a point at Chorley. Could win it. A couple last year and the year before. But if you go went away to a top six side, people are like, oh, how many goals are going to concede today? Who's going who, who's going to make the errors? You know. And but now, you, you just feel that they're going to every game with a chance, even if it's a small chance. Like we felt against Kidderminster, they had a small chance, and they might scrap a one nil, and they won two nil. I think the and it, I think the the real test will will always be against the Files and the Boston's of the world and Kitty, of course, when they go away there in a couple of weeks. But you you feel they've got a fighting chance against anyone if if, if on their day. You feel they could they could beat anyone in the league, and it's a fantastic position to be in. Full credit to Josh Garland for turning it around after the first nine games when it was all doom and gloom, and to turn around into this position where they are poised for a playoff push. They really are, and I think it's it's a credit to all the work he's done, and also losing two free players at Christmas. You went into that Brackley game without a bench for four weeks later having two first players that can't get in the first team sat on the bench with Storey and Torre. Torre and Storre. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than Storey and Torre. Maybe, maybe that's something new. Maybe it can be like a, a, a new, new Torre. <laughs> yeah, Storey yeah. and Torre. Could be like, yeah, could be like a ship name. But like, as well, though, mate, I, I will give full credit to you because you did say, um, even in the worst run, that this is one of the best Hereford sides you've seen in recent years. And in terms of yeah, I, I believe that in a squad. Yeah, yeah, no, and and it's coming to fruition now, more than ever, I think, because he's they're making they've made additions where they need them. Mm. I think they have thrown a lot of players at it this year that haven't worked. But if you're on a reduced budget and you're constantly gambling on players that that may come good, may not come good, you're going to come over a lot of players because because you're gambling on non-unproven players. So they're not all going to come up trumps and be the next big thing. You're going to have a high turnover of players because you haven't got the budget to throw at players. But look at Gloucester. They threw, they throw money at Matt Green, who scored last night. Looks a really good player. But then he's a league striker. He's a football league striker. If you've got the money to throw at football league players to drop down the levels that can't quite get into a League Two side, uh, but are proven, and you've got the money to go and get them, 
then of course they're going to drop down for first team football with on the same money. But you've got to have that money to throw at them. Hereford haven't got that money. The Gloucester have got the the Fylde have got the York have got. They haven't got them funds, so they have to gamble on players, and they're not all going to work. And they have to be wise with the loanees and like and be wise and also be clever about which loanees come in for what what time period because and and try and get them on the cheap. I mean, fantastic work by Josh Gowan to get Egan on a free from Bristol Rovers on work experience to play centre half to two games they've won. So the the kiddie and the Farsley game, I know he came out last night because Pierce was needed to look after Green at the a two experienced a centre forward needed as an experienced centre half along to, to man marking for the game. And they they almost did that for the whole 90 minutes, which is that was needed. But yeah, fantastic work by Josh. I'm I'm trying not to over-egg the work Josh Gowling's been doing, but he, he's he's done a fantastic job this year on a on a tight budget, and um, yeah, to get them in this position where there is a potential challenge for playoffs. Yeah, and that's that's what uh, another win against Gloucester, as you mentioned, uh, did uh, tune up within the first half. Janai Gordon and uh, and Tom Owen Evans on the score sheet. Um, Matt Green did score, but Hereford held out for the win, mate. Um, earlier this season, we probably would have said that Gloucester would have been, you know, challenging in, in the top echelons. Uh, but actually going into this game, you, you sort of expected Hereford to come up with a performance like this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a good, good performance. Um, I, I did go into the game. I did believe that um, that Hereford would would win it. Because Gloucester are on a poor, poor run. Gloucester are turning around their fortunes. The sign of the Mac, Mac Green is going to be pivotal. Goals win games in this in this league. Um, if you've got a decent striker, you're in with half a chance because he will prey on mistakes and he will get chances. He will get goals in this league. And Gloucester will will come f- fighting back. But whether that gap they've they've let go already is too big um, for them to to fight back into the playoff hunt. We'll, we'll wait and see whether whether they're good enough to get back into the playoff, and I don't I don't think so. Um, without Green, they were very toothless. Their man, their their captain now has suspension to serve, which God knows how he could play last night after being sent off on Saturday. Apparently, they've appealed the suspension, so that might have brought him a couple of days to play in the Hereford game. He's got suspension to serve, and to be honest, they looked a they looked a bit average. Matt Green was the, the the worry, the threat, but without him, they they look pretty average. But he he will get goals and they will climb up the league from where they are at the moment. I mean, the Gloucester media guys were saying that the fans were saying talking about relegation. I mean, God, there's only one relegation spot. Farsley have secured banking that they've grabbed that with both hands. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, bless them. I mean, yeah, um, they, they, they're they not going to get relegated. But, um, yeah, whether they can battle back into the playoff position, they may have left themselves too much work and not enough uh, quality in there. I mean, Holbert failed to make a mark at Edgar Street and now he's playing every week there. He, he wouldn't get in the Hereford team at the moment. Um, Tommy O'Sullivan, we know all about him. They've, they've got, they, they, they look pretty... Pretty average. I mean, 
the referee last night. I mean, Hereford two commanded the first half, should have been further ahead um, than the two they had. And then um, second half, com- completely dominated. Look for a third goal, had a play and penalty. The first one was a bit hit and miss, but two minutes later, um, blatant penalty, blatant handball, not given. And then the referee just seemed intent on giving Gloucester away back into the game. Free kick after free. They must have had about 10 free kicks in that second half, Gloucester, all around the box. And 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 Tommy O'Sullivan, he's a good good set-piece player. Um, he, he, I think he found it struggle to get a grip in the middle of the park anyway. But for set piece dead ball situations, he was he was good, and um, eventually, Forsyth came on, and I think Forsyth kind of left Matt Green and tried to play him offside, and I, I think they should have just tight man marked him rather than try and play clever games with the offside trap. I think that was a mistake to do that um, with, and some of the line, defensive line moved forwards along with Forsyth. Some of them stayed and. Hereford got stuck in the middle and Matt Green was left alone to head the ball in. So it was a, a moment maybe Hereford need to look at that, whether they probably maybe ditch that offside, leaving everyone offside tactic, because even in the Premier League and Championship, that tactic goes wrong, doesn't it? And and when it goes wrong, you you get look you made look stupid, aren't you? When you start trying to pull pull up to your defensive line at the last minute and then someone's not watching and and stays in and plays the whole of the attacking line onside <laughs> and they, they get a pick then. Difficult, especially at the lower levels, because you get a limited time to sort of learn each other. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, you see sides in the top level, they, they train together every single day. There's a consistent player base, whereas at this level, it's it's a lot of ins and outs and dropping and, and it's difficult for players to get to know each other. So I think you make a good point in the fact that maybe a man marking system at this level would be more appropriate and more you know yeah. consistent but look it's, it's josh's it's josh's way um we'll move on ben uh, is there anything else we've missed just chorley oh yeah of course uh we always look back and now we're that. looking ahead um we got uh chorley uh next away from home a very very decent side ben but um as you mentioned earlier there's a little, there's a good vibes and good vibes only positivity coming into the Hereford camp that they could go to a good tie like Chorley and get a good result. Yeah, no, I I believe they I think the Chorley game is going to be harder than the Boston game in my view. So Chorley away on Saturday and Boston at home the, the following Saturday. And I think Chorley will be a re- really tough game away. They they're a good side. They drew against Fylde last night which is their local derby up there. So um, so they'll be on a high, scoring, I think, the 94th minute equaliser. So they, they'll they be on a high coming into the game. But but Hereford did beat them earlier in the season at Edgar Street. And Hereford are obviously on a high themselves, three games unbeaten. There's going to be a hell of a game. Two, two playoff teams, playoff chasing teams going at it on um, Saturday. And yeah, it'll be an exciting watch, I think. Um, I believe Hereford can get something out of the game. I think a win would be fantastic. Um, a win would be beyond expectation, really. I think a point would be a good result. But yeah, why why not go for the win? Team on form, why not go at them and see if they can cope with the, the front four and um, 
because the Gloucester press were like last night, they were like, oh, Hereford better not play like that in the second half. So, well, two two good strikers to come on with Torre and Story. And um, and they may they may change it on Saturday and Torre might get his first start or Story may play, depending on what defensive qualities Chorley have got. And that, that's the position that Hereford are in. They have now have the option to swap and change that front four is a fluid front four. And um, yeah, but you you wouldn't take out Gordon and Owen Evans after both scoring last night and both on really good form. So yeah, good good problems for Josh to have. Absolutely. And finally, we, uh, of course, will have a little update on our fantasy league. Uh, ben will have his uh, weekly check on, on the website. Um, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's still lumbering in, in 62nd place. Um, on on one thousand and forty seven, you got a little bit of a cushion to the to the teams below you, Ben. So I think you're you're pretty solid in sixty second. But is top fifty still in the? Is top fifty still in the uh, in in your sights? I don't know. Just having a look at my team now. There's lots of twos, aren't there? Yeah, I did, I did terribly this week. I I got you. I actually got the same score as you this week, which mm, is uh, pretty embarrassing. Good, it's not good. Pretty embarrassing. The Pope on my bench got ten. And he's on a bench. Yeah. What's going on with that? That's poor form from you, man. Madness. Madness. I, I, I'm I'm in eighteenth, so hopefully can get a uh, get a, a return to the top ten. But that's uh it's a long there's still plenty of time to go uh for the fantasy Premier League season. Uh, I don't think I'll be winning it, but top ten is a good target, I think. Very good target. Fantastic we get top ten, yeah. That'd be yeah. Uh, be good, exactly. Debut year on the Hereford Times Fantasy League, and to get top 10, I think you know it only provides great foundations to build on. Um, but anyway, um, we will uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Ballscast. Um, we will well, hopefully, enjoy the game uh, against Chorley Ben. Um, and we'll be back with more positive vibes next week. Um, but we will catch you, I hope so. yeah, we'll catch you in the next could all fall apart very quick. <laughs> exactly yeah, we're look like absolute muppets um even worse but we will catch you in the next one see you later